Hello everyone, Joe here. I just want to remind you that podcasting is an art. We can record it anywhere, and you'll hear that in this episode as we go through several different settings to put it all together. Enjoy! Welcome to STEM Pumps. STEM Pumps is a bi-monthly podcast intended to bring science, technology, engineering, straight to your ears from our STEM Punk studio. Hang on, we'll take you for a ride that includes a whole lot of fun and a little bit of education on the side. Stay tuned. Nice to be in orbit. <laughs> Welcome to the STEM Punks podcast. My name is Joe Garud and I'll be your host. Hello, Joe. I'm glad that you're here with me, Stembot, because we are going to talk about drones, and that's right up your alley. Oh, I love drones. Will you let me fly it? Well, I don't know about that. Are you sure you can be safe? I would never crash another piece of technology. Oh, remember that time with that RC car? I'm not sure. You know, I was thinking... We'll race! Race? Ah, wait a second. I was thinking something more along the lines of getting some aerial shots. You know, getting up and getting some height above some of the scenes that we need to shoot for our Stempunks videos. Didn't you already shoot some video? Well, yes, we did. We used three different drones and shot some test video, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let me tell you how we got there. Virtually every time we go out to shoot an episode of Stempunks... Or anything. Or anything. We find there is a great opportunity to shoot something cool, if we only had a drone with us. Just the other day, we were shooting a promo about the building of a performing arts center right here in Hood River that would sit on the edge of a cliff, offering an amazing view of the Columbia River Gorge. If we only had a drone! In the past, that entailed hiring someone who owns and flies a drone to join us. Now, that can be a challenge. Not only does it involve making the time for everyone to be at the same location at the same time, or rescheduling to do just the drone shots, and deciding if the shot should include talent or just location, ah, it gets to be too much. Plus, there's money involved. A drone with operator is often not cheap. $100 an hour and more. By the time we do a couple of drone shots for a few episodes, we could have purchased our own drone. Which leads us to, should we? By way of answering that question, our producers looked into the advantages of drone ownership. First, we looked at buying a Phantom 4 package for about $800. The Phantom 4 is made by a reputable company, DJI. You'll hear more about them later in the segment. When we called up our drone pilot colleague, Alex Bryan, to ask what he would recommend, he was all like, Dude, I will sell you my backup Phantom 4, and uh, with a lot of extras, I'll, I'll cut you a deal on it. Our Moneybags producer jumped on it immediately. Let's do it. However, that whole scheduling thing, ugh, getting four people in the same room at the same time, it kept putting off the purchase, which of course gave us pause to think. So, instead, our illustrious producer decided to buy a bunch of... Cheap drones. That's right, cheap drones. Thanks, Mr. Moneybags. Basically, he got cold feet about the large expense and the cash box slammed closed. But only long enough to figure out that there were drones available for a fraction of the cost of the one that I thought we needed. First, we bought a drone made by JJRC that was a neat little foldable number about the size of a cell phone. It was about 75 bucks and had a follow me feature that we thought would be pretty cool. Next was a little nano drone, a mosquito in fact. It came in at just over 60 bucks. 
we got that and wondered, how small can these things be and still have a decent camera? More on that later. Next, we got a little better quality unit that had a GPS function and had a good quality camera, or so we thought. That one, of course, was a little more expensive and came in at 170 bucks. Finally, we did get one more, mainly because Mr. Moneybags can't resist a good deal. <laughs> we got a unit made by SEMA. X5UW is the model number. It looked great. First person view, 720p, auto hovering. It looked like it was going to be fantastic. It even came with two batteries. And when it was marked down from 80 bucks to 40, it was on its way via UPS. Now, because the price was so low, we didn't have high expectations, but actually the stability of that unit turned out to be really good. Of course, Mr. Moneybags couldn't fly it. I figured out how to just use the trim a little bit to get it to fly level and had a pretty good time. Let's check out the episode. So I sat down soon after flying all of these drones and I reviewed each of them in some detail, but <laughs> when our producer had listened, he kind of growled. Too long-winded. Like that. So if you want to hear more about each of the drones we tested and see a short video of an emergency landing I had to make with a great story, look for links in the show notes below. Stembot, can you put those links in there, please? Okie dokie. While I am the host of this podcast... <clears throat> what about me? Okay, one of the hosts of this podcast. I do get to work with some very particular, and may I also say very talented, producing partners. Some of whom pay the bills, for now. And we'll give you more information on that later. You can also see information about how to support us in the show notes below. Cut to the chase. I gotcha. What we did find is that all these small, cheap drones are cool, but they didn't give us the quality or controllability we needed to shoot a Stempunks episode. You know, they might work for a still shot here or there once our cameraman John and I become accomplished pilots, but, you know, the resolution is still marginal. So, in the end, we decided to go ahead and bite the bullet and upgrade to the DJI Phantom 4. Now, the less expensive drones were perfect for exploring features and learning how to fly, and, you know, they're also a heck of a lot of fun. Unless you're a robot, you're going to crash at some point. That's true, Stembot. And it's far more palatable to crash with a $100 drone. You know, we quickly learned that some features on the more expensive drones are vitally important. First is picture quality. You know, it makes a difference, especially to John's critical eye. John is our videographer. Let's go to him now and uh, talk about video quality. So John, what one of the things that occurred to me in wanting to talk to you about this is that the reason that it becomes important- Are we recording now? Yeah. By the way? Oh, okay. Yeah. It occurred to me when we were shooting, when we talk about these drones and trying to integrate all the footage together, the higher the quality that we can shoot in every aspect of what we do, the better it can all be blended together in what appears in the end result as a seamless yes. uh, video production. Mm -hmm. Well, when you think about what goes into a drone camera, we have an extreme wide-angle lens, first of all. So the reason that you want that extreme wide-angle lens, although you don't need it, but it does give you a field of view which appears to be sort of a bird's-eye view of everything. Um, with that wide angle, is that where you begin to get kind of the rounded edges in the corners too? The vignetting, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes, yes it is. So then tell me just a little bit about camera resolution. What can you share with us about that? 
If you have a camera that says it has 720p or 1080i or 4K or 2K, you know, there are many ways that you can actually get that. True 4K, you're not going to find that in a little drone camera like the ones that we used. And why is that? Well, the chip size is too small or um, doesn't have enough megapixels or the lens quality is too poor and all of those things make a huge difference. There's an old saying, garbage in, garbage out. Right. Higher quality going in, the chances of you maintaining that quality throughout are much better. And that not just does not include just the imaging chip or the electronics, it includes the lens. Um, if you have a really good lens, and if you don't have to put a filter over the lens, but you can put a filter between the lens and your imaging chip, that enables you to have better quality. Anytime you put something in front of a lens, you're going to be filtering it to a certain extent. And that can add diffusion. So we recognize that we need to shoot at the highest possible quality. What is a typical playback resolution? What's broadcast on television is usually 720p or 1080i. What's available for streaming, oftentimes it's only 480, 480p. Progressive, But for most devices, that's all you really need. It isn't just the, the quality of the lens or the camera, but the system itself the that you're recording with. And you need to be able to review what you've shot. So when, you're, when your system has the ability to download wirelessly, you then are able to review this recent shot, your last shot, and see if you got what you needed. And, and being able to review what you've shot is essential when you're, when you're out there with a crew or you know, if you've got talent that's in front of the camera or you've, the weather is perfect, you think. And also you want to make sure that you don't have the rotors or the landing gear of the drone in your picture. Or you somehow may, the, the record button wasn't hit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you may not be able to see on the, the viewing screen because you're paying attention to so many other things at the same time. Anytime you start adding more features, you end up adding uh, stability issues, weight becomes a problem. You want to have something that's small, you know, gives you the highest quality you can for that small package. So for us, it's another tool that we have in our bag right. that we can pull out when we need it. Exactly. Right. right. And as soon as we can get Stembot mobile, then he can just fly it for us because as, as yes. a piece of technology, then it would be intrinsic to his nature, right? <laughs> exactly. What do you yeah. think, Stembot? I'd be happy to do that. I love it when we work together. All right, John, thank you for uh, giving us all that information today. I really appreciate you being on the show. I love it. That was John Hardham, our executive producer and videographer. You know, newer drones are capable of 4K, but that may be beyond the average hobbyist's price point for now. None of these drones we tested did have 4K capability. We're looking forward to that in the Phantom 4. Now, we also know that a good stabilizing gimbal makes a huge difference in picture quality. None of the cheap drones had one of those. They have GPS, object avoidance, uh, which is a good thing, by the way, because sometimes you end up not being able to avoid flying into things, and if the drone can do it for you, that's going to save you some heartache in the end. We also learned that having a stick controller, a regular remote control, is better than having a touchpad on your iPhone or whatever smartphone you use. 
All these things are important to staying in control, uh, getting the shot you want, and not losing your drone when the battery gets low. Having a GPS function that'll return it if the battery starts to die is a pretty big deal. With object avoidance, it'll even do it without running into a tree on its way home. Let's talk with Alex about the Phantom 4 that we are purchasing from him and about how drone engineering is changing. Connecting your call, Joe. Thanks, Stembot. Today we have Alex Bryan as our guest. He is a commercial drone pilot here in the Columbia River Gorge. After trying a few of those cheap drones, we've decided that we're going to go ahead and bite the bullet and get a good one. Now, Alex is an expert in the field, so we are going to get his opinion on what he thinks of our choice. Alex, this drone that we are looking at, it's made by DJI, is that right? Correct, yeah. DJI, kind of the apple of the drone industry right now. They have a pretty great, ready-to-go, all-bells-and-whistles drone in different levels of quality and, you know, price point. And drone technology has changed a lot in the last few years, right, making this more affordable? Even five years ago, right, you were going to pay, you know, several thousand dollars for something of even the, the phantom quality that it is today. It's evolved dramatically, and uh, and now we're looking at you know, today there's this wide spectrum of drones um, from all over the place, from these tiny little micro-nano drones to very high-quality professional cinematic drones. What I'm excited about is the diversity of it and uh, how many manufacturers there are now. And small drones are going to be just getting better and better quality over the next few years. And uh, um, there's a lot going into it. Right. So what I'm hearing you say is that five years ago, we couldn't get anything close to what we can get now for a lot less money. Yeah, the technology has evolved dramatically, and, and, and because partly because it's had so much attention on the drone market right now uh, that a lot of people have put research or energy into it. Um, you know, what's really fun to, to know, actually, is all the technology is being pulled from various other industries as well. And one of my favorite things to, to mention is that those little tiny micro drones, the reason that those are uh, actually available right now and evolved so quickly to get those out to market is because the motors were actually designed off of like the vibrators coming out of cell phones. So those, those little vibrating devices in a cell phone were actually, they said, oh, we could make those into motors for a little drone very quickly. Yeah, we were shocked at how low the prices were on some of these drones. But as we discovered, they don't fly or perform at all the same in those price points. A little bit more of an investment will make ease of flying a lot better. Yeah, we discovered that too in our testing. Even the $179 one had a vast difference over the $59 model. To put it, to put it concisely, anything under about $500, you're just, it's a drone just to have fun with. You might get some pictures off of it but it's just, it's not any kind of professional level drone. There's actually a, a couple drones now from the $500 to $1,000 range that you can get decent quality off of. People will look at it and say, that's great footage. Um, but, you know, uh, it's not the, the professional cinematic quite yet. So when you're talking about, you know, jumping up to the next level, you're talking a few thousand dollars. And then that's when people will start to that it is professional level and you put that in a movie kind of thing. Right. And, you know, that brings me to something else. Uh, you have a license to fly this, don't you? Yes, I'm a licensed drone pilot. 
I got the official card and everything, and uh, it was quite the process. Well, I can tell you put in the time, Alex, because your shots are excellent. I know that I'm going to recommend that anybody who wants high-quality drone footage needs to go out and hire a good pilot rather than get one of these on their own. But, you know, I think for what they are, they can really offer a lot of fun for the average consumer. It's still, it's still very valuable to have a pilot you're able to say what kind of shot you want and, and make it happen, you know, in the first few tries versus trying 30 times to get the one shot that you need. I totally agree. All right, Alex. Hey, it was great chatting with you, and we look forward to filming with you again really soon. Definitely. Sounds good. All right, Stembot, that's enough. Cut off the call. Okie dokie. Boy, I could go on and on. Let's wrap it up. Okay, okay. All I want to say is that small, cheap drones are great for practicing and learning, and they are a lot of fun. I mean, I confess to craving a break in the middle of the day to fly the little mosquito drone around my living room. <laughs> my fiance is not crazy about it, but, you know, I've learned that if I keep it away from her, she can tolerate it. <sighs> you know, and, and that SEMA drone is great for just zooming around the property. It flies so well, and, you know, yeah, sometimes I use the camera, sometimes I don't, but... You know, it, it really is fun to get out there and fly, and it has a little longer battery life at, at about 10 minutes, so uh, that's pretty fun, too. Someday soon, the drones like the Mosquito will have great cameras, they'll have more stability, may even have that GPS function to bring them home and object avoidance. I mean, it's it's definitely got to be the way we're going for the future. Probably sooner than you think. Well, that's kind of scary coming from you, Stembot. Nevertheless, we did learn that good picture quality is important, and having easy-to-control drones is a must, something that is going to help you through the process. So, that Phantom 4 is going to be perfect for us, at least for now. Check out the show notes below for more information. And now, it's time to sign off. Open the pod bay doors, Stembot. I'm sorry, Dave. Afraid I can't do that. Huh? Just kidding. <laughs> gotcha. The Stempunks podcast is recorded at Stempunks Studios in a special padded room in White Salmon, Washington. This episode is brought to you by Mr. Moneybags. Because you need to produce enough episodes to get someone to give you money, but you can't produce episodes without the money in the first place. Thanks, Mr. Moneybags. By Cottywomple Creative. Awesome art doesn't make itself, so let Cottywomple Creative do it for you. Link in the show notes below. By the way, they're responsible for our fantastic icon for Stembot. I love it! This show also brought to you by Joe's Raise the Bar and Grill, because the bar is never high enough and Joe is an easy name to remember. I think that's it, Stembot. Wait a second. Joe, I have a math problem for you. Oh, great. Go ahead. How much does a bag of bones weigh? A bag of bones? Uh, I don't know. How much? A skeleton. <laughs> oh, I should have known. You can help us pay some of the bills by supporting us on Patreon. Thank you all so much for joining us today on the Stempunks podcast. Say goodbye, Stembot. Goodbye, Stembot.